Welcome, everyone, to season two of the Way Forward podcast with your host, Alex Zek. I will not be the only host this year, so that's something to look forward to. You won't have to hear me ask questions and speak all the time. I'll have some other people that jump on with me to host and then also have people that host their own episodes. So that's something to look forward to. Um, sorry that I was away for some time uh, with regards to recording. I know a lot of people have been asking me uh, when, I'll, when I'll record again for this season. So here it is. It's been a five-month uh, hiatus that I took to welcome uh, my, my daughter into this world and also get out of the military and, and move my family to a new location. So thank you for uh, your patience. I really appreciate it. So this episode, we have Troy Casey, also known as Certified Health Nut. Um, I honestly can't think of a better way to kick off the season than to have Troy on this episode. Uh, he's just a, a ball of wisdom, energy, vitality, and he has so much knowledge with regards to what it means to, to be healthy in, uh, in the 21st century and really what we're dealing with, uh, in the world right now. So a lot of respect for him, and I'm sure you'll really appreciate all the things that he has to say this episode to kick off season two. So without further ado, here's the episode with Troy Casey. Much love, you guys. Troy, uh, thank you for coming on my show. Really good to have you. How are you doing, brother? I'm, I'm doing fantastic. Went for a hike this morning. I'm up here on Cathedral Rock in Sedona, Arizona. Uh, it's about an hour from my house. And then uh, got a hike uh, on the way back. And then uh, I got a full day. Going to get on my electric bikes and uh, just stay mobile, stay fluid all day. Nice. How, how old are you, by the way? I'm 55. Oh, man. You look great for 55. And, you know, I actually want to start out with my first question on because I, I don't know much of this. So could you just give like a, as brief as you want to your background and, and what you got you started in this space and, and what has led you to the point of being ripped at? You need to change your hat, by the way. That's ripped at 50. You're ripped at 55 now. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the name of the book, you know, hashtag ripped at 50, a journey to self-love. So I started out um, as a Versace model. Um, I mean, even before that, my, my parents were hippies. We went out to the summer of love in 1967, lived in the Haight-Ashbury district of San Francisco. So thinking different was always kind of there. Um, I ended up on my own as a child. My parents got, uh, into some trouble with the FBI and, and, uh, I set out on my own since I was 14. I was incarcerated as a youth. And then I, you know, I was intelligent. So I put myself through college and I was on the, uh, the slow path to nowhere basically in college because uh, I didn't have the high school life. So I had to do all this math and it took me forever. And, and, uh, but, but I, I love school. I love uh, expanding my mind. And uh, while I was in school and uh, I was out at the malls or whatever, this is back in the eighties, you know, people would come up to me, model agents and they'd say, Oh, you should model. And you know, that, that noise got loud until uh, finally I took some pictures and, uh, went out into that field. I found myself in Milan, Italy. And, uh, 
you know, I, I gave it my, you know, my best, the good college try. I was, I was determined to be extremely successful in it. And I didn't understand that industry at all. And, and, uh, and I had digestive problems, uh, growing up. Um, I had asthma, I had acid reflux, uh, and then I had adult long constipation for many, many years. So, uh, there's two forces that guide us yin and yang, positive and negative up, down, black, white, masculine, feminine, inhalation, exhalation. And, uh, and uh, there you go. Your curse is your gift. So, um, you know, I had challenges with my digestion and, you know, that, that just brought me into, you know, more um, knowledge of fasting, internal purification. I got into herbs, herbal medicine. Uh, I worked. When did you a- initially come across like this information? Uh, like, you know, what was the transition like of, of finding more of this like mind, body, spirit, vitality approach to health? Uh, well, I started out in Milan and, uh, I went down to the, the English bookstore. I didn't know anything about food. I grew up on Captain Crunch, Pop-Tarts and TV dinners. And, you know, don't get me wrong. My mom knew how to cook and she would cook whole foods as well, but it was very convenient back in the seventies and, uh, and, you know, pasteurized milk, all these things came on the market and gluten sprayed with pesticides and herbicides. And so I, I didn't know. Plus I was, I was vaccinated. I had subsequent earaches and all sorts of things that are in the vaccine inserts for, uh, possible side effects. And so, um, so whatever the challenges were, I had digestive issues and I would bloat and the agents in Milan were like, you know, honey, you're fat, you know? And I was like, well, I'm the same guy I was yesterday. I just went out and had pizza and beer. What could be wrong with me? And, uh, so I started researching and then you're in Italy. So the farmer's markets are there. They're known, you know, they're, they're the food people of the world. And so, uh, I went down to the farmer's market, got some fruits and vegetables, started, started eating whole foods and lo and behold, you know, I got results in the toilet bowl and, uh, and, th- and then I was hooked. And then from there, I, I, I read even more fasting, juicing, juice fasting. And I came home to the United States, bought a juicer and, uh, started my first 10 day juice cleanse. And I looked in the mirror and I was a model. Remember I was making money off my looks and how I felt in front of the camera. And, uh, I looked in, in front of the mirror and after a 10 day juice cleanse, I looked like a spring chicken. And so I was, I was hooked. And so I, I would do fasting and, and, uh, some kind of internal purification, liver flushing, you know, colon cleansing, you know, two, two to four times a year for basically 30 years. I also fell into a calorie restricted fasting window of about 12 to 18 hours every day, because I didn't want to tax my digestive system, which wasn't on point. Uh, or was constipated. And so I would juice all morning long. Um, and now, you know, that has turned into, you know, my fasting window is, is pretty tight. I rarely eat in the uh, beginning of the day just to keep my cognitive function and, uh, and my metabolism, my energy high. Uh, from there, you know, I, I developed, uh, I was a Versace model and I became very successful. And I'll wrap this up real quick. Uh, I became very successful in that industry, I put my best foot forward. I, uh, hustled, right. Hustled and schmoozed. And, uh, 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 there was a lot of partying there. There was free alcohol, free drugs. And so I became a party animal. I, uh, I, I was a four-time Versace model. I had a lot of success and a lot of time on my hands as a model. You only work a few times a year and, uh, you make a decent amount of money enough to just basically hang out on Miami beach and drink all day. And so I got, that got a little out of hand. 
wanted to move to Los Angeles and start an acting career. Uh, I did that in, in 97. It took me four years to sober up. And when I got to LA, uh, it was still like two years in, in, the, in the middle of my trying to sober up. And uh, I found Vipassana meditation that woke me up to another level. Uh, then I started studying with Maori healers from New Zealand, these very powerful uh, body workers, the shaman from New Zealand. Um, that woke me up on a higher level. And then I started taking the Amazon herbs into my bloodstream, into my body. And that woke me up into a higher level. And then I started drinking the ayahuasca and working with um, our uh, uh, vendors and, and partners in the Amazon, the Shipipo Indians who safeguarded the uh, knowledge of ayahuasca. I had three powerful visions when I was there. One was of uh, my family. It's been unfolding ever since. The spirit of my daughter came to me. And then, wow. uh, and then um, um, uh, the certified health night. I was doing stand-up com stand comedy at the time. I've been in front of the camera for about 20-something years. And, uh, and uh, the certified health night was born in my head right in the middle of the Amazon. And the final vision that I had is that humanity makes it from the precipice of ecological disaster that we find ourselves at. The Mayan calendar, the Hopi prophecy, the book of revelations, these visions all came to me as um, relevant for these times. And uh, it's up to us uh, to make a difference. And so I came out of the jungle with that mission intact and uh, I've been at it ever since. And you can check out the history of that on my YouTube channel. That was awesome. Thanks, Troy. You know, uh, one thing that you brought up um, that struck me as because in my childhood, in my adolescence, I experienced a lot of trauma, a lot of abuse growing up. Um, you know, and, and it, when I started with in 2016, really changing the way that I ate, naturally, those more psycho-spiritual uh, aspects of health came around. And then like sort of you talking about getting into like Qigong and uh, other areas of meditation. What was the the trauma that you experienced when you were younger, what was it like having to sort through that? And then um, the experience of, I guess, coming into these metaphysical and psycho-spiritual elements of, of health? Well, I don't know if is that the bane of my existence, basically, you know, all of my fasting, right. So my digestive issues probably had a, I know it had a huge emotional component, right. It, the, uh, descend and calling, uh, just above my, 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 my left hip. Uh, there was blocked emotional stuff. I was constipated for 20, 25 years of my life. Um, and, uh, so there's a cycle spiritual element to it. And also, uh, the fast pace, I think it's been said that people that are around, uh, trauma at a young age, their nervous system gets all jacked up for threat mm -hmm. assessment, right? And, you know, my buddy Rudy Ray's four-time uh, war hero from the Iraq and Afghanistan wars, he talks about that, you know, because there has been so much loud noise as children in the room and or abuse, physical abuse uh, uh, types of things, uh, when, you know, we're always on edge, you know, that's part of our nervous system training. And, you know, I, I don't believe that any of us are victims. This is just training for our, or fodder for our own spiritual awakening you know, uh, spiritual fodder. And so, uh, so, uh, all my techniques and, you know, I don't get into yoga to do yoga. 
or to look cool or something. I basically do all this stuff. So I'm not a fucking asshole out in the street. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, so whether it becomes fasting and nutrition, if I eat garbage, I get a food hangover. If I get a food hangover, I, I, I feel like, I, I feel like shit and I take it out on others. If I get a sleep hangover, same thing. So I have to manage and maintain myself as best as I can for my existing temperament and, and, and the gifts the creator has given me. And so again, let's fall back on the two forces that guide us, uh, yin and yang, your curse is your gift. And so really understand that, that the universe is always working in our favor. Um, otherwise we're victims and we are powerful beyond measure and there's no sense playing the victim. It's, it's not useful in my humble opinion. Clean, non-toxic, plant-based, and made in California. Earth source skin and body care that elevates your vibe. We feel best when we're living clean and simple with products that fit our conscious lifestyle. The average hair product has over 30 ingredients, consisting primarily of alcohols, toxins, and other junk. Jack Henry's best-selling clay pomade has a total of four ingredients, organic French lavender and MCT oil, beeswax, and bentonite clay. These ingredients nourish your hair and scalp while giving your hair an all-day hold, humidity and sweat resistant, while adding thickness, texture, and volume. Visit jackhenry.co and enter promo code TWF at checkout for 20% off your order. Oh, man, I love that. You know, uh, another thing that you brought up, and I know I uh, read about it, about you uh, with regards to this, is uh, your time living amongst indigenous peoples who are, are really connected to nature and, and your time using the, the tool that nature has given us uh, in the form of ayahuasca and other plant medicines. Um, what are some of the biggest takeaways of your time living amongst indigenous peoples that we can bring into our very fast paced, uh, I guess, capitalistic society of, of consumerism and materialism? What, what were some of the things that you learned while living amongst them um, that you have brought with you throughout your life and in, in your perceptions of the world? Well, I think first and foremost, I'd like to obliterate everyone's romantic uh, ideas or idealistic that someone really has it better than us. You know, I watched industry encroach on the Shipipo Indians in Pucallpa, in Iquitos. Uh, I heard stories of some of the Shipipo uh, being pushed off their land by oil companies, finding themselves in Lima, in the ghettos of Lima selling baskets to tourists right and so uh and i also saw sugar being um you know sold to indians and if you if 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 you if you watch uh if you read weston price uh book on uh physical degeneration mm -hmm. um and the weston a price foundation on indigenous populations when we feed people jellies candies sugar processed sugar processed foods uh they lose their teeth and sure enough you know, the dentistry down there was pretty horrific, especially when you look at metals and, uh, and I would see metal in the mouth of the Indians. And I know what that does holistically to the teeth and the gut microbiome. And so there were just as many challenges down there and industry encroaching, uh, on these people. Some of the, some of the tribes that lived far up river, um, uh, yes, they had more of a utopian, um, situation. Uh, but I also saw uh, 
you know, I also saw issues, health issues that maybe would be medicated uh, with some simple uh, medical treatments, not big time pharmaceutical drugs, not like all those people down there need to be on mm-hmm. <laughs> psychosomatic, uh, you know, yeah. SSRIs and, and Xanax and stuff like that. No, they don't need any of that, but they might need some bacterial issues. Waterborne, mosquito borne issues uh, can affect people and they can die down there for that. So I want to displace this whole romanticizing that someone else has it better. Um, I think the children of the sun from the Kalahari desert, uh, they are the oldest and most successful civilization, meaning 200,000 years old. Uh, and they also believe that, uh, that, uh, he who has the least amount of, uh, possessions, uh, is the most successful. And so, uh, so I think that there are some remote tribes in my studies, uh, that have, uh, had some success. Uh, but again, industry is encroaching on everything. Oil exploration is everywhere. Uh, I know, for example, the Maori uh, that I worked with, uh, Native Americans here, uh, they're fed alcohol, sugar, other processed foods, and it destroys their health. Uh, so within saying that, uh, the good things that I've picked up working with indigenous cultures over the years um, is their ancestral wisdom and their nature-based healing uh, methodologies either plant medicine in the Amazon or very powerful blood curdling, bone crushing body work from the Maori and what the human body and the human spirit can handle and what the potential for uh, deep, dark entities and witnessing exorcisms uh, from uh, dozens of people uh, throughout the years. Um, And so these powerful, this powerful wisdom and ancient technology and healing the body and utilizing nature and nature-based technologies, this is the solution for humanity. So I think if we can merge both worlds and create sustainability up in the Western world, because currently we are on a collision course uh, for for death, ultimately. We are not doing things sustainably. We're uh, 5% of the population using 25% of the natural resources contributing to 30% of the pollution that's choking off the air, the water, and the soil. And these are the things that make hospitable for all species on the planet. And we're all one or none. We're all connected uh, to each other. We're all connected to the earth. And, uh, and uh, when we get it together, which is what this time is all about, these great wake-up calls that we're dealing with right now, and it, it, it talks about this in the Hopi prophecy, the eagle and the condor prophecy, the book of revelations. It's been prophesized for a very long time. And these are the great times of awakening. And so I think if we take uh, nature-based simplicity and uh, uh, ancestral wisdom for uh, our basic biology, physiology, and psychology, and we intertwine that and make technology our whipping boy instead of allowing technology to enslave us, I do believe Mm. that that is where our solutions are, in my humble opinion. Man, that is such a good point. And I've I've been saying that quite a bit because I think people tend to think in absolutes that technology is either all bad or all good. And I'm like, no, just like anything else, technology is a tool that can be used for good. I mean, like you and I are having this conversation right now with phenomenal technology. I'm connecting with people all over the world. You're connecting with people all over the world with this phenomenal technology. It's not all bad or all good. It just is. It depends on how human beings through our ability to consciously create our reality 
use that technology, whether it's for good or for bad. The technology just is. It's Correct. the use of it that is what matters. Correct. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, it's interesting because people tend to think in absolutes. And then speaking of that, I want to get into, you know, this, this thing that I've come across really the last like two years that there seems to be this, this disconnect with, with the people who, who care deeply about like soil health and the, and the environment and how these oil companies are polluting the environment and destroying our food, destroying all the animal and plant life. Um, and they, and they really hate these criminal companies like Monsanto and DuPont, but why is there such a disconnect between what seems to be so many people that, that do not like these companies and, and like really advocate for clean air, clean water, clean soil. A lot of those people tend to also, I think it's a play on like identity politics tend to also advocate on the behalf of pharmaceutical companies when it comes to individual health, not realizing that they are doing the same thing. What's your thoughts on that? And then I guess like politics as a whole. Well, I don't know anybody in their right mind that is holistically adept and astute in their own practice as a holistic practitioner that supports the pharmaceutical companies for much. Now, I do believe that there's some emergency medicine in a pinch. I think morphine's probably good if you if you compound fracture your um, you know your leg or you're, you're shell shocked. Uh, I, I do think uh, hydroxychloroquine has been used for 50, 60 years for, again, mosquito-borne issues, food-borne, uh, water-borne issues. Um, so uh, there are some, some basic uh, tools. I think aspirin's useful for some things, but not for eating away at your stomach uh, lining. Um, but again, so, so medicine, emergency medicine is handy in a pinch, but I don't know anyone, and I am connected with 15,000 uh, uh, Czech students, Czech colleagues of mine, um, and I don't know anyone who's a, who's a huge advocate of the pharmaceutical industry or the medical industry or allopathic in general. I don't know anyone who's worth their salt as a holistic health practitioner that also um, you know, is a big advocate for allopathic medicine, meaning this for that or the silver bullet or trying to um, get that. And I do want to give that addendum. You know, I want to give a super small percentage to emergency medicine and things that are useful. Um, but again, most of the medical industry, the insurance, the uh, hospitals, the selling of surgeries, plastic surgery, boob jobs, these things. I have not seen, you know, these things are giving people more psychological problems. Um, I, I don't see them. I don't know anybody. Well, I mean, more so like, like, so I know a lot of people who are activist minded people who, uh, who advocate for and, and raise awareness to the issues of these oil companies and, and these chemical companies that are polluting our environment and our soil. Um, and they're traditionally very left-leaning people, but then in the same breath, they advocate on the behalf of Pfizer, on the behalf of Moderna. And I guess like that's what I'm asking for, not within the holistic health space, but uh, just the, the population 
in uh, as a total being, why is that mindset? Um, like, where's the disconnect there? That's where I'm, what I'm trying to get at here. Well, as far as I can see, Alec, um, the mind has been infected with a brain virus, ideas with value judgments attached to them. And they're usually, they're usually political and economic agendas. And this comes down the pipeline through brainwashing, through programming, TV programming, AKA propaganda, selling ideas. And so the mind, I do believe, has been infected uh, with a brain virus, programmed and brainwashed. And, and if people would like a reference point of this, I please watch The Century of Self. Uh, it's a BBC documentary about 10 years ago. It's all on Edward Bernays, who is Freud's nephew who took the psychological uh, research of Freud and how we are uh, uh, affected by the mother and our oral fixation. And he put a play in the sexual elements and put a play on that and they developed public relations. And so all the political and economic agendas that have been sold through the pipeline of 21st century media platforms, radio and TV, and now the internet, have utilized uh, this type of mind control. Look no further than Operation Mockingbird and MK Ultra on how they program the mind. So the human being is very confused and it makes sense and I totally understand. And you know, let's go far and wide on this. There's many caveats and nuances. You know, I hope that nobody takes this out of context because this is a big broad conversation that we as thinking individuals or those who consider themselves leaders We have to talk about this. So the things that I believe I I see that are holding humanity back are oil and the petrodollar, which is money, fiat currencies, which have no intrinsic value. There's no gold backing. This is a fictitious idea made up, and now it's going digital. And the history of fiat currencies, they only last for a certain amount of time. And the dollar uh, in its current iteration is about uh, about 100 years old. It's on the chopping block for upgrades. And so, and we've attached it to the petrodollar since we took it off the gold standard in the 70s. And so, uh, an oil exploration is the number one deforestation component in the Amazon. The Amazon is home to uh, half of all species on the planet, a third of our natural water, and two thirds of our oxygen. And so, and it's being destroyed at an alarming clip. We're, we're, we're cutting it down. So, a lot of my sensibilities have been on, you know, how can I transform the world that we live symbiotically with the natural environment because we are threatening ourselves and no one's a victim. I don't want to play the victim card whatsoever. I think that's where the left liberal ends up uh, doing that. And uh, many of the NGOs of the Amazon were against for-profit companies. Uh, But in our current iteration with the petrodollar, for-profit companies are more sustainable than non-profit and non-profit ends up, you know, Hey, just don't cut down any trees. We have the whole population of the rainforest use trees for housing. They use it for, uh, firewood, charcoal to burn, uh, you know, to, to cook food. So they're not being thought in, in holistic ways. And so and and, it's about living in symbiosis, right? Like you're like, it's not to, that's another example of absolute thinking like, Oh, stop deforestation. It's like, they use the trees, but they use them in a manner in which they are living in an ecosystem with them and they respect the environment. Correct. And we have to come correct with the idea that oil exploration is the number one deforestation component on the planet. 
I, uh, Saudi Arabia is number one. I, Iraq is number two. Iran is number three. Venezuela is number four. Ecuador is number five. Six is Peru. Nine is Libya. And so what do we do to all these lands? We go over there with our military industrial complex and we uh, co-op these natural resources. So this is the way of the world. The IMF and the World Bank does these loans. And then the economic hitman come in and ask for the money back. If they don't give it, we, with, a, with a slave wage to pull it out of the ground, um, we do a coup d'etat, which is what happened in R Rwanda. Or we do uh, military strikes, Panama, uh, Ecuador, Chile, um, um, what we did in Iraq with that Saddam Hussein, what we did in Libya, Syria and Afghanistan are about pipelines. So the way of the world is exemplified, it's based around oil and oil is unsustainable anymore, especially if you look at petrochemical byproducts that are put in pharmaceutical drugs, Rockefeller medicine. There's a reason why those things are made with uh, preservatives and, and, and petrochemical byproducts. The same thing, there's a reason why agribusiness companies use petrochemical byproducts to stick the chemicals, the herbicides, the pesticides, two plants. So it's all intertwined. And symbiotic is, 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 a good, uh, is a good word because we are all connected and we are all pumping gasoline into our vehicles or paying for services where gasoline trucks come and deliver our goods and services. So this is a clarion call to consciousness, to those who think they are conscious, to rise to a higher level, to think about this because awareness is the first step. And if we're just ignorant of all this, then anything will do and we'll continue to uh, uh, inch towards our own demise. Um, and so, so my solutions are to align with the laws of biomimicry, which states life creates conditions conducive for life. We can make materials and living materials uh, from our local environment. We can grow food from our local environment and live in symbiosis with our uh, natural environment. But again, we've been programmed by political ideologies and economic ideologies. We spend money on Amazon, even though we know it's terrible for the planet. Uh, Amazon.com and, 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 and Whole Foods, which is not doing very good. We've got to get back to growing our own food. So my four major solutions, and I'm currently president of planet Earth in case no one got the memo. <laughs> Uh, my four major solutions are free energy, speaking it into existence, no different from the Wright brothers wanting to fly like an eagle. Nikola Tesla was already inventing it. Uh, 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 John Harriman was, Harrison was doing cold fusion in the 80s before the physicists shut that down. Uh, and, and so it already exists. Nassim Harriman's working on zero point technology, free energy, uh, uh, permaculture, drop a seed in the ground and it fruits and we can feed everyone permaculture, self-care education, when we know how to take care of the human body, we naturally take care of the environment around us. And then finally, the gift economy where brothers and sisters give their natural mm. born gifts. Um, and, and that is an exchange, no barter system, no money system whatsoever. And so the perfect example is, is the number one feared thing is public speaking. I don't have a problem with that. Some people like to take care of children. Some people like to make children. Some people like to grow food. Somebody, some people like to make food. Look, I'll clean the toilet bowls in my local neighborhood or on these trails and pick up garbage because I love the beautiful world that I live in. If I have to do some community-based work once a month, 
uh, to create the world that I want to live in. I don't have a problem with that. We can create solutions. You have to get your mind outside of the oil-based and petrodollar uh, economy. We're in com competition, especially in the healing arts. Everyone's competing against each other. We're, we're poised against each other. Man, woman, black, white, divide and conquer. This is neo-Marxism, feminism. This is all bullshit. This is divide and conquer people at the core level. Come around the fire, around what matters most. Oh, man. Damn, that was good. That's definitely going on the highlight. Um, you know, you, br you brought up something there that, I, uh, that I've really been interested in lately. And... I mean, it, it involves cryptocurrencies, but not so much. It's more of the, the consciousness behind it and the importance of decentralization. What are, what are your thoughts on decentralization and really getting back to like living sustainably as an ecosystem within local communities? Yeah, I think growing your own food is, 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 is paramount. You know, we're here in Sedona. We've got the, green, the Sedona Greenhouse Project. You know, I'm working every day to, to uh, make money for my family. Uh, support my business, support my business partners. You know, I don't have a lot of time to grow food, but I will put the Sedona Greenhouse Project and our Community Gardens Project on my platform. Everyone has their own gifts. And so, uh, um, but I would like to get back into the soil. Uh, right now, I'm doing this. Right. I'm, I'm the human cheerleader. Right. I'm the human orator. Speaking You're the president of planet Earth, though. You got to speak. That's your that's your job. <laughs> so um, but yes, food sovereignty, uh, food safety, food sovereignty, uh, uh, getting back to the basics, uh, local omnivore, local community. But again, this whole debt slave economy, you know, there's so much infighting. I was in Los Angeles in the spiritual community. I'm here in Sedona. And there is so much competition and infighting. And I postulate it is about the, uh, the petrodollar and the debt slave economy. People, there's a lot of poverty consciousness. There's a lot of infighting. Um, people are struggling just to stay afloat. And uh, there's a lot of victim consciousness. It's okay to play the victim, especially in these lefty communities. So, um, yeah. It's a brain virus. That's mm -hmm. my humble opinion. And my <laughs> antidote to that is ball slapping. <laughs> love it. Love it. That's how you uh, look like you do at 55, right? Um, no. So I, I want to ask one more question regarding like this and, and really what what the end game in is with COVID, but then I'll, I'll transition to more of your day-to-day -day stuff. But so we could talk about the data and the stats regarding COVID and everything going on with that for days and days and days. I mean, I've, I've gone to the depths with our health freedom for humanity podcast. I interviewed Stefan Lenka. Uh, I've interviewed Andy Kaufman. I've interviewed Tom Cowan. I'm very in line with how they see things. Um, very Amanda Vollmer esque, if you will. But what the reality is that the health aspect of this is not the only thing that is happening with uh, if we want to call them, they, their end game, what do you think their end game is? And what do you think, uh, is coming for, for the future right now? Like, like, cause obviously we're in a collective dark night of the soul, I think, and there could be some beautiful things coming, but what is it that they want to have happen? Well, it's written, it's written in stone. 
the Georgia Guidestones, they want to reduce the population to 500,000. That means that 7.5 billion people are going to bite the dust, according to them. It's written in stone, guys. The Georgia Guidestones, you can look it up. Um, and so, and these aren't megalithic stones back from, you know, the Egyptian days or the Mayan days. These are new. These are 20th century stones. Okay. So then you want to couple that with uh, COVID-19 and the uh, Great Reset written by Klaus Schwab. And it's available. You could probably purchase it uh, somewhere on the internet. And so uh, they want to reduce the population. This is a psychological operation. And so they had uh, these, these things uh, were planned out. You look at event 201. Uh, by Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Uh, this stuff was all planned out before this, uh, this hoax, this fraud was perpetrated upon us. Now, um, what's the survival rate? Like 99.8. Yeah, nine, nine, yeah, so uh, there you go. And then the numbers are skewed. And, you know, it's, so it's a, it's a psychological operation. It's a fraud perpetrated on the human beings of planet Earth. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a global takeover. It's a planetary takeover, as my special forces Green Beret uh, military analyst. I'm a former captain in the Army. I actually just got out of the Army a week and a half ago. So, like, it's funny. Season one of my podcast, I wasn't able to talk on any of the government things because I was still in. So I had to, like, toe the line. Now I can say whatever the fuck I want to. So I'm, yeah. And, like, I see it in the exact same way that he does. So that's it. And then you can read Agenda 21 from the, 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 the UN summit in Rio in 1992. Uh, just last year, they came out with Agenda 30. So Agenda 21 is about the 21st century. Um, and, uh, and then um, Agenda 30, uh, Agenda 2030 uh, is about, uh, you know, the, the, the midpoint update or the third point, you know, uh, update the third of the 21st century 2030 uh then you can you can couple uh uh darpa technology military leg the technology leg of the military darpa they have uh injectable uh tattoos that create rfid chips mm -hmm. and so they can they can read your arm uh they've been rfid chipping uh animals for years it's not mandatory now, but they're inching towards the vaccine passports. So this is just total domination and total control and also culling the population, which is part of eugenics. And people should look at uh, Margaret Sa uh, Sager. Mar Mar Margaret Sanger, yeah. Sanger, uh, Bill Gates's father's connection to Planned Parenthood, uh, the aborted fetal tissue that's in vaccines. Start to connect the dots, guys. Look at the ingredients of vaccines, understanding that Pfizer, uh, understanding that all the vaccine manufacturing companies on planet Earth are convicted felons, right? Understand, understand that, cross-reference that with Robert Kennedy Jr.'s uh, Children's Health Defense.org uh, foundation. Really uh, read the vaccine inserts the, uh, and, and the the situation at hand right now is not about vaccines. These are about gene therapy. Mm -hmm. And so uh, this is a brand new technology. It's never been tested on animals. 
We are the long-term testing. Uh, it's been pushed through politically. Again, refer back to the George Guidestones, refer back to eugenics, the history of eugenics, the history of Planned Parenthood, started by uh, 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 Bill Gates's father. Uh, and then why is Bill Gates involved in uh, uh, vaccinations? What happened in Africa? What happened in oh, India? Yeah. Are there any lawsuits against Bill uh, and Melinda Gates Foundation? Uh, is there, uh, um, has there been uh, a culling of the population in Africa where his vaccination programs have existed before? You want to ask yourself these intelligent questions. But again, most people have been programmed through Operation Mockingbird, through MK Ultra, they're constantly fed and drip this information that vaccines are good when there's been $4 billion paid out through VAERS. VAERS is a factual website with vaccine injuries. It's very hard to prove. Yet there's been $4 billion paid out to brain damage uh, and vaccine injured families. And so you really wanna start putting two and two together using common sense, which has been subjugated for research bias, um, which is not scientist, science, it is the uh, scientism. Uh, science has been subjugated um, for, uh, science has been subjugated uh, for ideas, research bias, whoever can afford uh, the, the, the research can basically skew the data and say anything that they want. Science is the op is the methodology of observation. Mm -hmm. I could do a science project, and this is my laboratory right here. I'm ripped at fifty, right? My abs are lock solid. I'm seventy percent of the American people are obese or overweight. So hey, whatever I'm doing in my laboratory, and my body wasn't always this way. Hey, that's scientific. That's true science. There's no skewed data. These are my results. And so yet people want reams of research bias and then they want uh, news reports or Facebook posts or fact checkers that aren't fact checkers at all. These are liars. And you've been Just propaganda machine, fraud. right? Like, you know, you know, what's interesting is uh, I had this thought earlier today and I've thought about this quite a bit, right? Is someone approached me as they do. I mean, I've been deleted off Instagram now for three times <laughs> at, at 92,000 followers was deleted this last time. So, but I, uh, I said something along the lines of, you know, I trust the judgment uh, initially of Dr. Kelly Brogan, because after my mom was on psychotropic medications for all her life in and out of mental hospitals, multiple suicide attempts, she found Dr. Brogan, who is this supposed pseudoscientific quack. And Dr. Brogan helped save my mom's life. And someone approached me and was like, oh, what? You think uh, all of the uh, holistic health quacks know more than the, all, uh, the allopathic doctors? And yes. I'm like this. Yes, absolutely. Take the average health of someone who is very holistically minded and compare them to the average health of an allopathic doctor. And you tell me who knows more about true health. That's correct, Amundo. The uh, results never lie, my mentors taught me. The proof is in the pudding, right? So yeah. uh, talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. <laughs> what are pharmaceutical drugs doing? Most people on average are, are addicted to, to, was it five pills? Um, if you get, let the doctors get their hands on you, and it's a slippery slope. Surgeries and drugs. And they're fucked for life. Everybody I know that has gone down the allopathic road is fucked. And so 
unless they get treated for a little bit of emergency medicine. But most of the people, even the military guys, they get vaccinated by these oh, weirdo experimental vaccines and they have problems for life. They go into the VA. You know, my, my, my advice is stay away from the state. Stay connected to God. Stay connected to the earth, which is representative of God's creations. Stay connected to the natural world. Nature heals everything. And the addendum to that is death is a part of life. Your spiritual spacesuit wears out, but you realize ultimately if you rise above spiritually that you are immortal and that your spirit goes on. And so, uh, you know, that's why they talk about purgatory and hell. You better have purity of thought as you go into the next dimension. And so, you know, that's my humble opinion. Take care of your spiritual spacesuit and then you are immortal. And, you know, uh, I want to get into this, right? So like, I'm, I'm looking at you and you had that, like such a rad hat on earlier that uh, ripped at 50, right? And you're 55 years old and you look like you do. And this is a perfect example of what I was talking about. You are the epitome of true health. And, you know, I want to get into more of like your, your nutrition approach, your fitness approach. And, and really uh, the thing that I, I think you are phenomenal with is, is breath work and mastering your, your chi, so to speak. So if you could touch on that a little bit and I guess, give a lens into what your day-to-day life is like and how you approach all this. So my day-to-day life, again, I think I said it earlier, is really just keeping my vibration at a certain level so that I'm not destroying relationships and, uh, you know, you know, being, being a jerk, God has given me so much tremendous energy and fire and I have to channel that properly. So most of my work, you know, I'm very yang. Uh, very masculine. So most of my work and my practices are very yin and very feminine. Mm. I spend a lot of time with myself. I spend a lot of time in nature. Uh, I optimize my sleep, my hydration, my nutrition. I have the best nutrition I can afford and I source on the planet. Um, and then I don't you want to act like I have a perfect austere life. I like to have sex with women although I've learned my lessons with that. And uh, I try and keep uh, that at a minimum and find a, 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 a good partner. And I had a partner for, for, for many years. Um, you know, one partner, I'm a relationship type of guy. Um, I got off porn a couple of years ago because I saw that that wasn't good ener- energetically for me. Uh, I studied sexual Kung Fu because I wanted to master and understand. I choose to master and understand uh, the most powerful force that's inside of me, the creative force that's inside of me. Um, and so, uh, you know, I don't eat a lot because it bogs down my metabolism and my cognitive, cognitive function. Um, and so, and, and I spent, you know, I do breath work when I get up my head a lot, I move my body. I got to move my body every day. Um, I use dancing and Qigong as medicine movement as medicine. Um, and, um, and I also, you know, biggest part of my work, especially with men, my men's work is that I help people focus on their dream, their purpose and their legacy. If we don't have purpose, then anywhere we'll do and any direction will do. If I'm trying to go to San Francisco and I start driving towards Miami, I may get there, but it might not be in the most efficient way. And so if I get the direction and the roadmap of where I want to go from my heart's desire which my mission is to raise human consciousness and change all systems. And this is a selfish, selfish act. I see what's happening in the world. If I don't get my act together, then my children 
myself, we're not going to have access to clean food, clean environment, uh, and, and joy and, 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 and that expression of love. And so, uh, there's a bit of selfishness, uh, towards this act. And ultimately it is also altruism. I care deeply about the human species, about my brothers and sisters. I don't care what people think about me, but I care deeply, uh, about this planet and about my mission. God, I love that. You know, the, the thing that, that you touched on there with, with regards to, to breath work too. Um, and you know, with, within the, I think holistic health space, I, I think even the majority of people in that space in our space, so to speak, uh, underestimate the importance of being with your breath and how healing breathing the, like just the, the act of breathing and sitting and being with your breath is to, to regenerate you to, to, uh, invoke vitality from your spirit. What is, what is your approach on like breath work and, and, and what, uh, what practices do you do with regards to breath work? So, um, well, again, this seems to be the theme of, of, of the podcast, but there are two forces guiding us and, uh, yin and yang inhalation, exhalation, masculine, feminine, and so the, all the ancient sages have said, walk the middle path or the razor's edge. So breathing is one of my nine pillars of health, which is in my book. And your breathing can- mechanics are very important um, to breathe into the pelvic floor, to open up the diaphragm, uh, to, to activate the mobility of the spine, you know, which goes up all the way into the cervical units. So breath is very important. and because of stress and the environment and the food choices and the gut microbiome uh, being uh, out of balance, a lot of us are mouth breathers and neck breathers. And mouth breathing actually can affect the uh, gut microbiome and affect your teeth as well. And so being, awareness is the first step for anything that I teach. So we're, we pay attention to our breathing mechanics. We also got this, this brain virus of six-pack abs. Um, and women don't care about it as much as men, men believe that they can get laid if they have it. And so that's, that's where my marketing concept of of the, of the, the brand of my book ripped at 50 hashtag ripped at 50. I'm meeting humanity and where they're at. I'm using a little bit of the Kardashian playbook, a little bit of the rapper's playbook, because this is where the mind of the human is. And so again, we've got that six pack abs. So a lot of people hold on to that energy. Why do I know that? Because I flex my muscles as a model um, in photographs and just walking around town. It wasn't until I fixed my gut microbiome and that I activated my, my, my biology and physiology holistically that I look like an animal in the wild. I don't have to flex. And so, um, so you've got that, you've got that energy, uh, you know, all locked up. The breathing mechanics aren't optimized. Poor, uh, breathing mechanics is directly related to uh, poor cellular respiration. Poor cellular respiration is directly related to premature aging. So if you're not aging at the degree that you wish, and I'm 55 years old, I'm here to tell everyone that you can have what I have and more, right? Um, if you start paying attention to uh, all the things that are in my book, the nine pillars, hydration, nutrition, uh, you know, rest, um, nature, relationships, 
legacy. You know, all these things are important, breathing, thinking. And so um, when you put it all together, uh, you can have a much more holistic, balanced life. So back to the inhalation, exhalation, the ancient sages always talking about, you know, uh, walking the razor's edge or, you know, stay balanced. And so inhalation, exhalation. So look at your breathing mechanics. You know, all the gas gets expelled and all the waste gets expelled with, when we exhale. And inhale, we're going we're gonna to flood the body with oxygen. So you want to look at, you know, how effective the mask is for keeping your vibration low. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you want to you, you wanna look into all of these. You want to look at how your breathing mechanics work because mitochondrial function is directly related to uh, 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 cellular respiration. So it's all connected. People call me, hey, my, gra- my grandmother has cancer. My mother's got cancer. Now m- people my age are calling me. I have cancer. What magic pill do you have as if holistic health is allopathic medicine? It is not. And so you need lifestyle overhauls. So look no further if you want optimal health, if you want a good life, look no further than your own breathing mechanics. And so, um, and then look at your thoughts and start to understand these things and put it all together. I highly recommend, you know, people read my book, not because, uh, you know, uh, it's all about me and my, and, and my book, but it has the basics the basics, all the martial arts teachers have taught replication of the basics for mastery. Punch, block, kick. When you do that 10,000 times, you're a black belt, right? 30,000 times, you're a black belt, right? So, so you need these, these nine pillars of health. And these are basic fundamental principles. No, they're immutable laws. No one can argue with that the human mm-hmm. body needs pure water. The human body needs pure food that needs optimal oxygen. It needs movement every day, right? Exercise is a, is a necessity, not a luxury. Oh, man, yeah. I think it's just crazy because you think about how much they closed the gyms throughout this whole experience that we've been dealing with for the last year. Um, so I, I have two last questions for you, Troy, that, I, that I'll ask everyone uh, this season. Uh, and, you know, you already touched on it a little bit um, with regards to purpose and helping other men find their purpose. Uh, I'll, I'll let you get settled there for a second. But, um, you know, I think that's such an important piece. And I want to ask you from your perspective on a more macrocosmic scale, what do you uh, perceive to be the purpose of all of this, of everything, of this experience, this reality that you and I are, are living in and communicating in with each other right now? Well, I like what the Greek said, gnosis, praxis, entelechus to know, to do, to become an ever evolving spiral of evolution. And so I do believe this is just part of our own evolution. You know, the, in my humble opinion, the purpose of life is to live it. And so, um, I love that. It's so simple. So, so yeah, it's so simple. I love that. The purpose of that, that's actually the, the exact way that I view it too. So that's so cool. Okay. This last one. So, All right. If you had the opportunity to share a completely uncensored, unedited two to five minute message with the world on all mainstream platforms. So your message, two to five minutes, was going to be shared on all mainstream platforms, uh, unedited, uncensored. What would you say? I say that you are an all-knowing, self-healing child of God. 
You're here to experience life and to evolve. You're here at a very important time in history. Many prophecies have been written about this time. This is a great time of awakening. Humanity is going through a transition. We are evolving. If you look at the quantum physicists, they talk about parallel uh, parallel universes, parallel realities, all possibilities. And so you must make a choice of where you want to be, where you want to go. Choose that choice. Figure out your purpose, your dream, your legacy. I've done research. All human beings at the heart level desire peace, right? We've already fought all the wars, all the revolutions. We are in an evolution. And it's been said that the, that the, tele, the, the revolution will not be televised. I postulate the evolution will be digitized. And that's what's happening right now, baby. Oh, man. Damn. Boom. That was such a good way to end this. Um, Troy, thank you so much for joining me on my show. Uh, I think this episode is a perfect way to kick off this season. So I really appreciate you. Appreciate your message. And uh, just want to thank you for, for joining me. And I'll include your book. And then also you mentioned The Century of Self. I'll include both those in the show notes as well as your website. I also want to ask, lastly, where can people find you um, and your work? So YouTube and Instagram is where I'm most uh, strongest right now. I do have a following on, uh, on Facebook as well. Um, you can find me on almost all platforms, even, even Twitter. I just got 7,000 subscribers over there. And so, uh, but here's the thing. I'm being censored and shadow banned for telling the truth. And mm -hmm. so whether you have to find me on Telegram, I heard Donald Trump's opening up a new free speech platform. You'll find me somewhere. Just Google it. You'll find me. You'll find go log on to my website, troycasey.com. Get on my email list. We're doing the next men's event that I'm doing in Taos, New Mexico. Ice baths, sweat lodges with Native American elders. Um, I've got special forces guys coming out there. We've got the best food in the world, meat on a stick. And so uh it's gonna be extremely transformative. So get on my email list. I'm also doing uh the, the uh, Music and Sky Reunion Summit in mm -hmm. East of Sacramento, July 4th weekend. Come out for that. We only have 500 tickets for that. Tickets went on sale yesterday. So I, I, I've uh, been talking with uh, with Mike and Josh Del Sol about that. I'm trying to get me and my family out there for that. So hopefully I'll be able to see you there. That's going to be an incredible time. Um, always good people. Uh, Function One sound system with Matt. And so super excited and uh you know come come out and see me i'm doing live events all the time whether it's in sedona the taos new mexico man clan in june and then of course the following week we'll be out there in uh in uh in sacramento and so and so for music and sky so you know all roads lead to our glory and so uh you know plug in and uh keep the faith baby Awesome. Thanks, Troy. I appreciate you. Okay, man. God bless, and I'll, I'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs>